Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're gonna deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today I am really pleased to have with me on the line Ken Knorr. Ken is the CEO and founder of the white label digital marketing agency called That Company. Yes, the company name is literally that with an exclamation point. I found that really funny. So, and also I've seen their advertising, you know, like, uh, you know, around the internet for the past couple of years. And I was always interested in like, wow, why would you name a company that? So Ken is going to break it down for us today. For the past decade, he has built a company that supports marketing firms in, in providing high quality SEO, PPC, social media, and reputation management services under all of their respective brands. So Ken, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Ken, I've got to ask you, how did you come up with that company as a name? <laughs> well, there's a little bit more to it than, than that. It is. Uh, it goes back to uh, that was a, uh, a white word at one point in time in the SEO world. And that meant that it was a word that was ignored. And we are we own SEOcompany.com and PPCmanagement.com. And at that time that we shifted our brand into that company, uh, we had just acquired a traditional advertising agency and I wanted and domain names and back in the day were really strong in SEO. And so we wanted to uh, take the, the top slots for advertising agency. So that advertising agency was available uh, and we got that advertising agency.com, which Google conveniently saw as just advertisingagency.com because they ignored the word that. And so we started looking, can we get that company? And yeah, sure enough, it was owned by a guy in Texas who had lost his password to his domain account. And we literally couldn't buy it from him. He wasn't using it. We couldn't buy it from him. And we waited for it to expire and watched it on the day and picked it up in auction. And the rest is history. Um, and so it was a weird way that we got into it. But then it, it worked out really well because, you know, it's about that. Uh, the company before that was Build Intelligence Web Solutions. Nobody could pronounce it. Everybody wanted to call it Build Intelligence and put an I in the middle of it, which is what it wasn't. And uh, yeah, so it was when we did that merger uh, and acquisition of an advertising agency, they literally looked at us and said, your brand sucks. We're like, okay. And so we figured it out. And, that, and that's where that came from. And as we pivoted uh, years later into white label, uh, and doing work for other agencies where we're all behind the scenes now. Um, we literally are that company, that company, that company, and that company. Amazing. That's an amazing story. So you want Can to tell me the funnier? That company, is, that company is owned by this company. This company is the parent company of that company. 
and eventually I will have okay, the see, other that makes company. sense. Like that right. makes sense. Like I can deal with that. Right. Right. So this company owns that company and I'm not messing with that. And at some point in time, we will get the other company. So we'll have this, that, and the other. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Can you tell me a little bit about your background? Sure. It seems that you've, uh, you know, that you've been in the space for a while Long and that time. you've done a great many things. Uh, can Long you tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are today? Sure. So I was born. No, I'm kidding. Um, I started off in IT. Uh, I have an IT background uh, and I went to work for a retirement community developer in Central Florida. Uh, and at the time that I joined them in the late 90s, uh, they said to the, the owner of the company uh, said, we've got to figure out this Google thing just as Google was being born. And I said, well, we, we can figure that out. And I, so I started on the, the, the SEO side of the world literally trying to reverse engineer Google. And in 2001, my story is this, in 2001, we came to a moment of proof of concept and there was a wardrobe malfunction in 2001 uh, at, a, at the Super Bowl where Janet Jackson was exposed. And I picked up the phone and called a bunch of my colleagues because we had been working on some proof of concepts that we thought we had Google solved. And I picked up the phone and on that evening after that happened, I said, we can do something with this. Monday morning, um, my personal website, KenNor.com, uh, ranked number one for Janet Jackson's breast and number four for Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, and we we had figured it out. Uh, from there, I helped the company that I was working for take the number one slot for Florida retirement communities. And we went from building 50 homes a year to building 1,000 homes a year. I kind of skyrocketed up inside that organization, became their through a variety of different steps, their vice president of operations. So I went from being an online marketer or a digital guy, a, a tech, a tech guy, an IT manager to uh, handling everything within that organization, other than the sales department and accounting department. 2007, I saw some writing on the wall. I thought that we, the home building industry needed help. And I thought at that moment I would go out and I'd build a marketing company for home builders. Um, and that's what, where build intelligence came from. But by 2008, after I opened my company in May of 2007, the housing crash came and, and the entire industry crashed and burned. Um, so we pivoted really quickly, uh, into being agnostic. We would do digital marketing for anybody. And that was the beginning of, of that company. And, and today, uh, the pivot into white label quite candidly uh, happened very early on in 2008, our first year in, where primarily our flagship product at that point in time was pay-per-click management. We did Google ads and, and Yahoo paid advertising was our big thing. Uh, and we got a call from a company out of a, a big SEO firm out of New York City and said, hey, we do SEO, but we don't do pay-per-click. Would you consider doing pay-per-click for our clients? Uh, under our brand. And so we custom built a white label agreement with them, which was the genesis of all white label agreements for us uh, thereon. And uh, a year later, we had 70 clients from them. And that was the, the launch. And we kept selling direct, but 2015, we did a full pivot um, into pure white label and that is, that's our focus today. So we don't go hunt business directly with clients anymore. We hunt relationships with agencies. And so that's where we are today. Over 400 agencies that we work with 
uh, across the United States, uh, Europe, and Canada. That is that is an incredible story. Before we get into your one big tip, I want to, um, I, I you know, I want to ask you a few questions about this because you know what you talked about was basically the you know like the you know the good old days of SEO where you could literally just put you know purple camels on your website and then lo and behold you you know you rank for it. And right. then all the, you know, the penguins and pandas and all the Google algorithm changes come right. along. How do you see SEO uh, today, you know, in 2020, 2021, right. as people are going through it? Because, you know, like I still get calls. They're like, hey, I want to be number one on Google. And I'm just like, yeah, sorry, buddy. Like, you know, I'll move on. You don't have the budget and you don't have the time. So, I, so SEO is still my personal passion in all of this. Um, I still work with some very large clients. Um, and it is definitely changing. Just to give you an example, uh, one of my clients had, uh, on the day of the iPhone 12 release, we were on the front page for iPhone 12, um, and we were the number one position for iPhone 13 on the day of the iPhone 12 release. So we're prepared and ready to go forward beyond that. But amongst the four or 5,000 more keywords that were in top 10 positions for that are major Apple-related keywords, um, and so that's a big accomplishment. I'm pretty proud of working with clients like that. SEO today is way different than SEO was before. What I did back in 2001 was uh, an RSS feed manipulation that built a, a lot of inbound links in a very short period of time. You can't do that today. Uh, you do that, you're going to get uh, you're going to get a, a penalty. It's not going to work. There's Google has played the game for a number of years against SEO firms. We figure out what works. They knock us down. They they really don't want anyone having the magic keys to it. And they're getting better and better and better at not necessarily defending from SEO firms, but really about making sure that the content is what people want. And, uh, and if I were to tell you what it is today in, in a very short thing, and that is they are literally crowdsourcing results, meaning they are everything now about SEO is the monitoring of user behavior. And so you can't fake user behavior. If, I, if, if Google positions you on the front page, then they watch the user's behavior related to your result as compared to the results around it. So if somebody comes and clicks on your result and you're, let's say, in the number three position, and they click on your result and they immediately leave and they go to the number four and they click on it and they, um, they stay, they don't come back to the Google search. They don't pogo out, uh, pogo bound, you know, pogo stick out of your result back to the search results. They go, wait. And if they see that enough times and enough times and enough times, the number four must be more or better content than yours, more relevant than yours. And they'll move them above you. So it is all now about monitoring and watching user behavior and understanding how user behavior plays into it. This started in 2016 with rank brain and it is getting more and more and more mature as we go. And so if your SEO firm is not watching analytics, looking at bounce rates, looking at pages per session, all of these metrics that talk about user behavior, then they're missing it because it's not just, don't get me wrong. We still need to make sure keywords appear on the page. We still need to do a right title tag. They're still on page backlinks still play to a degree. Don't get they, they have an importance level, but user behavior is the defining factor today in SEO and it's going to get more and more and more. So, you know, it's really funny to see how, 
uh, you know, this, uh, you, you know, this industry evolves, especially when, you know, like, uh, you have these digital marketing agencies that will be like, okay, yeah, you know, the ones that do it professionally, right. They're going to charge five, 10, $15,000 a month to, you know, to do, you know, to do it and to do it right. And then you have to beat off the flies of the people who are like, oh, I can SEO your site, get you on the first page of Google for $300. And it's like, nobody doesn't work like that. No, you know, it it's like, like that. and especially you know, like the, the clients that sort of gravitate towards that, that they're looking for the bottom dollar part. It's like not even worth talking to anymore. Right. It's a, it's you a just, tough industry. It's a, it's a tough industry because it's filled with hacks and uh, it is very, very difficult to know what is the right story and know what is the right approach. Um, you know, you need to, and, and, and SEO companies are reticent about giving, uh, references because I, I do, I consider the work that I do for my clients and the keywords that we've figured out for them and the approach that we've got to me, that is confidential information that belongs to the client. They took, they spent a lot of money for us to determine which keywords convert, which keywords don't convert, what we should focus on all those strategies and to just lay that out for somebody else is not my place. And, and so it's tough to find SEO firms that will be able to demonstrate their work to you. Um, so what, what I recommend is walk before you run with any SEO firm, uh, have them do an initial analysis, not one of those free analysis. No, they need to spend and, and look at what they can deliver in a quality. We, we still do an initial analysis today with our partners, um, that is a paid analysis because then we have a fiduciary responsibility to actually show them the data, the information behind it and, and where we need to go and then step into a retainer. But clients that are trying or firms or, or free freelancers out there, anybody is trying to get you to walk into a sign up for a monthly without actually showing you what it's going to take. Yeah. So some clients, we, you know, you could do for sub a thousand bucks and get the amount of work you need to get there. Some clients do, they take five, $10,000. It's all about the amount of effort related to the difficulty of the keyword space that that client's in. And you cannot just wing out anything, you know, one size fits all every client. Just not true. $300 is, is absurd. Uh, then again, 10,000 is absurd if you're the client that you have to have a custom fit. Uh, that really is what SEO is about. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. I'd like to segue into your, uh, into your one big tip. And yeah. what is really interesting about this is that, you know, since you've been on the forefront of building these companies and, you know, like mixing and matching and pivoting, you know, like a number of times you came up with this, with this really cool framework for creating uh, work-life balance and, you know, like achieving your goals. And I found that really interesting, you know, when I first heard about it, because, you know, really what this has to do with is, uh, you know, it's something that's applicable to solopreneurs, you know, to entrepreneurs of smaller and even even medium-sized companies. Uh, influencers can also benefit from this. Um, I'd like to talk to you about your framework on how you, uh, you know, on how you build this and how you manage your team and, you know, and, and bring all that to fruition. Absolutely. So it was a thought exercise that... Um, I actually, before I started that company, uh, I was in corporate America and uh, I was examining my life at the time and trying to, I was, I was a workaholic, still am. I, I love doing what I do. And so I work a lot, but at the time um, 
I'm married 32 years and I have two kids now they're grown, but at that time they were young and I was really challenged with, am I doing, am I doing the right thing? Um, am I doing, you know, uh, I always looked at it and said, I'm working so hard because I'm working for my family, I'm providing for them. Um, but I began to just question that and the framework that I came with, up with, I call the seven P's um, and the, or excuse me, not the seven P's. That's different. It's the sevens. Let's just go there. We call it the sevens. It's really simple. Seven P's is a different thing that has to do with prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance. But I'm talking about my sevens. The sevens are an, a, a way that you evaluate your work-life balance and what's important for you. Um, what's important in your life. And so it's an exercise. And so if I could ask you or your listeners, actually, just close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to imagine for a moment that right now you have seven years to live. And if you had seven years to live, what what would you want to accomplish in the next seven years? You, you know, uh, who do you want to spend your time with? What What is the important thing on your list that you want to get done? And then you step that down and you go, you got seven months to live. And how, how does your list change? What is on that list? Who do you want to spend time with? What are the important things you want to get done? Then you, you knock it down one more step and you've got seven weeks to live. Seven days, seven hours, seven minutes. And you examine those lists every step of what, what in the last seven minutes, who do you want to be with in the last seven minutes of your life? Who are the people you want to say something to? What is it you want to do? What is it that you want to accomplish in that? If you knew it was seven minutes from now, it was all over, what would you be doing with that seven minutes? And the thing that I have to challenge you with, your listeners, and, and challenge myself with is, why are you not doing that right now? You know, you... I. Uh, uh... So you have seven years to, you know, to accomplish something, right? That could be right. more than enough time to see my kids graduate high school, get married, have kids, whatever, right? Yeah. Break that yeah. down to seven months, seven weeks, and then going all the way down to seven minutes, seven minutes. That's a, like, you know, who that's you major want, hustle, right? Want, who do you want in your room? Who do you want in your room? Do you, at that moment, cause you're, you're about you're, seven minutes is very short time, seven hours. Who, who do you want to be seeing today and what do you want to do? And, and when I, when I evaluated that, granted, we, but the, the, here, let me, let me back off Jeff and say, none of us know this interview could end. A meteor could fall through the roof of my building and it's over. We don't know the day, the time, the a pandemic could come. Who, Absolutely. Who we have no idea what our timeline is. And sometimes I think we treat it like it's forever and we don't think about that. And we put, and let me go back at that point in time, what was going on in my life. I was big time. I was working hard, but I was also big time into online gaming. I, I love to play this game called EverQuest back in those days. And I, a natural leader that I am, I had a clan uh, called Gnome Nation. Everybody with little gnomes would run. We would go do raids. I caught myself at a restaurant one night getting up. My, my wife is there. My two little children were at a Perkins restaurant, no, Denny's restaurant. I can still see it in my mind. There we are. And I suddenly look at my watch. Oh, crap. We're doing a raid on Crushbone. I got to go. I hopped up, walked away from my family, left them at the table, got in my car, went to my computer and got home to play a game. And I thought to myself, what are you doing? What's important in your life? Is getting to the level 40 
that important in your life right now? And after I ran this exercise of the sevens, I'm not saying that, you know, it becomes down to the last seven minutes, but if, if talking to your mom and telling her you love your mom is on your list at seven minutes, why isn't it on your list today? Why wasn't it on your list this week? Are you skipping that? If being with your wife or being with your family is on your list and that's important, it really just hones in for you when you go through that exercise, what you think in your life is important. And then you have to challenge yourself. Are your priorities right? And making money is important. Don't get me wrong. Every day I, I have no choice. I have, I think most people have no choice. Um, we're not all independently wealthy, floating in cash. You can do whatever we want. So we have to work. We have to, we have to have, make a living, right? Whatever that is that we do to make our living, we have to do that. But everything outside of that little window right there, that's a choice. I have choices about what I'm doing with my free time, who I'm spending it with, what I'm trying to accomplish. And I decided that my life was about other things. And at the time I was volunteering at my church and I looked at that and I said, you know, not right now. It's really good that I was spending time volunteering at my church but I want my free time to be around my kids more. I, uh, the, the, I quit EverQuest like that, just cold. I'm going to stop. That time was being wasted. There's a time later in my life that maybe I'll do that. While my kids are asleep or whatever, maybe that's where I'll put that in that place that I want to do that for my own personal enjoyment. But the sevens woke me up. It woke me up and it also said, during work, bust your butt. All right, bust it, work so hard so that you can put it inside of its walls that when work is done, I can go have that other balanced part. And I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a workaholic, self-professed. I love what I do. So I don't even consider what I do to be work. And so in this pandemic, by the way, we just returned to our offices just recently. And uh, But prior to that, I was working from home. I found myself almost working around the clock because I loved it. I would just go from the work day into the evening and just keep on going. Then I had to stop and remind myself, man, you've, you've done this before. You've evaluated this before, but what's important in your life? And are you doing that right now? That's the question you have to ask yourself is what's important. What, what do you want to accomplish? And is your list right? And the sevens just give you that clarity. That's why I said to you pre-show. This just gives you clarity about that. You still have choices to make, but it gives you clarity about what you consider to be important. That's my big tip. You know, what's interesting about what you were talking about is, you know, first of all, this is applicable to, you know, to anyone. This is something anyone. I can teach my, you know, my teenagers. This mm -hmm. is something that I can, uh, you know, that you can apply to, you know, like when you're just starting out, uh, you know, with a job or whether you're mid-level, high-level. And also as you're working for yourself, it also gives you a tremendous amount of clarity on what do you need to attack first? It really is important to sit down and watch Lifetime with your wife every once in a while, right? Sure. It really is important, you know, to sit down and, you know, uh, maybe not play Fortnite with your kids, but at least watch them play it and get them to explain it to you so that they can, so that at least you know what's going on or to take the time to see what they're looking at on social media or to prioritize, you know, like the new initiatives that I want to implement into my business, not only for, you know, not only for the rest of this year, but what do I want to achieve for the next year and the year after that? What kind of legacy do I want to leave? Right. And cool. what this does is that it really opens up, you know, like, a, a, you know, like a host of questions. It's like, okay, hotshot, you know, you came up with this list. 
Now, how do you implement? What do you do with it? Right. It is, it is so, for me, for me personally, it was so eye-opening. And I also realized at that time I was doing so many things that maybe they were selfish. Maybe they were, I don't know what they were, but they weren't part of my list. They weren't even on my seven month making level 40 uh, in EverQuest at that time was just not there. And when I examined it, it wasn't an accomplishment I wanted to get, but I was working, you know, working. I was using a lot of time to do that. Um, and don't get me wrong. Uh, we need to have time for ourselves where it's not, maybe it's just we're relaxing and it's downtime or whatever, and it doesn't have a purpose or a point. Uh, but if you're doing that to the point that you're uh, to the level that you're literally costing other things that you do want to accomplish people that you do want to know, uh, to, you know, have a relationship with, then, then you're doing something wrong. And they, I, I guess the, the uh, uh, other thing about uh, the whole process is that you, uh, again, I, I guess the, the, the single most important word is clarity. It's just, wow, it's so eye-opening. And then, you, then you're faced with choices. It's like, what am I going to do about that? All right. Exactly. And so let me ask you something. So once you've, you know, like, so once you've done it, you, you know, you've gone through this exercise a couple of times, you've gained a little bit of clarity on, you, you know, like the types of activities that you want to accomplish today, tomorrow, this week. How do you, like, what has been the net result after, you know, like during or after implementation? How has that improved your business, your personal life, relationship with your wife and kids? Right. Like what's been the net result here? You know, um, a lot more sense of accomplishment. Um, I guess the last thing is this. So you, we, we just talked about when you, you said, you said a really important word, you said legacy, right? What is your legacy? Um, and again, we don't know the day, the time, the hour. We just, we don't know. My legacy could be defined in 10 minutes from now and where, whatever I've done to that moment, that's it. Um, and I will tell you, and, and we all know this, you don't get to take anything with you. Um, and very few of us are going to have, you know, monuments built on our name. Uh, what our legacy is going to be, my legacy is going to be, is the impact I've had on other people. Um, that's the thing that's going to be left behind. The impact that I've had on my employees, my colleagues, my partners, my wife, my children, that is going to be the thing that that I leave behind. That's, that's truly my legacy. And it's all about people then, isn't it? And if you're, if you're not then developing, or you're not taking the time to work on that, then what is your legacy? He worked hard. Is that what I want on my tombstone? He worked hard. No, I, what, what I want is that, um, loved by many, you know, uh, that's that that's how you keep score you don't keep score with dollars you don't keep score with things you keep score with friends people connections that's that's really the the lasting legacy people that will value go you know what i really am glad i met ken he helped me with this one thing whether maybe it was that they listen to this podcast and that's the way i gave them an impact was through the sevens or maybe they were an agency in they came to my company and I helped them in that way, or if I personally, uh, you know, just had an impact, I, I want to have an impact on people that anybody can do. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're in. Positively epic. 
Thank you so much for sharing that. That is great. Uh, Ken, can you please let everyone know how they can find out more about that company and how they can reach out to you directly if they'd like to get in contact? We, and we already know the brand is hard, is almost unforgettable. I'm that company. And the next time you're talking to your friend, you say, you remember that company? No, you, you're talking about my company. So um, that is, obviously you want to learn more about that company, go to thatcompany.com. It's not hard to find. Um, and if you uh, are interested in connecting with me, love to connect. Uh, I love to connect with people. I am, uh, look me up on LinkedIn. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Ken Knorr, and that's K-E-N-K-N-O-R-R. So uh, glad to connect with you. If you go to thatcompany.com as well, uh, you can go to thatcompany.com slash podcast. Uh, being evergreen, we usually put some kind of an offer up there to people that listen to podcasts. So uh, what it is today and what it is tomorrow, who knows, but there's usually something there. So uh, if you heard us on the, on a podcast, go see what, what, what we're offering today. How about that? Amazing stuff. Ken, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you breaking down the sevens. It's been uh, it's been really eye opening, and I appreciate all the work that you, you know that you're doing with uh, with that company. It's an amazing story. Congratulations Thank for that. Thanks for having me on, man. It was uh, great to be on the show. 